Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Foray. And we're here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. What if we told you that we can help you get ready for the next school year? You're probably thinking, oh man, that is not going to happen. There is way too much going on. Well, I promise you it's true. In today's episode, we are going to help you get a head start on the next school year using one simple trick. Oh, I can't wait for it. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Linda. Linda says, my biggest time-sucking hurdle is answering emails. I feel like I can never get caught up and I spend over half my planning time answering the emails. As soon as I get into a groove of lesson planning or grading, I get another email and I have to answer it. Linda, I know exactly what you're talking about. My emails actually make a specific noise when I get a new one and I will be sitting there grading papers and I'll hear that ding and I can't help but check it. And once I do, then I have to respond and it does become a huge time sucking hurdle. Yeah, Linda, I totally feel you, girl. Emails can be a true time sucking hurdle. But guys, we're not going to make you wait any longer to find out what our one simple trick is. We are going to have you create a back to school kit with everything you need at the beginning of the year. We like to think of this as a first aid kit, but for the beginning of the year, just like a first aid kit, you are going to have different supplies for different purposes. And just like a first aid kit, again, you always need it when you least expect it. So even if you're thinking, you know, Michelle and Bridget, the beginning of the school year is really not that hectic for me. I'll be fine. Trust us. It's nice to have. Even if you don't end up needing it, it's going to benefit you because if something did happen, life is unexpected. You never really know what's coming. You will already have the things you need to be prepared. And you can take it around with you just like you could a first aid kit. Personally, I am not allowed to go to school during the summer. So I take my kit home with me and then I can add to it as needed or get things out of the kit if I choose to work on things during the summer. Yeah, no, Michelle, I totally agree with that. And it's funny because there are times where I feel like, oh, I'm not going to really do anything. But then like somebody gets sick in my house or, you know, the kids end up going on some spontaneous like trip to the zoo with their Hetty, which is like their grandmother. And I'm at home and I have nothing else to do. So it's like, man, I really wish I would have had something right then and there that I could just kind of start working on and get a head start. So guys, unlike having a first aid kit, which is pretty small, you really actually need to have a decent sized box or a container to be able to house all of these materials in. So that's going to be the first step is locating some sort of a box or container. I personally like to have some sort of a stair light container because I think it's one that has a lid. You don't have to worry about things falling out and you can reuse it for something else when you're done getting prepared for the back to school. Now, as you start to load this box with the supplies, we have actually grouped it into categories to help you. So the first category that you need to include in your kit is student materials that have names. Now, Listen, before we even go into this, I know some of you are like, listen, I don't get my roster until right before my kids come, okay? I 
feel you. I understand that. There have been times where I don't have my student roster until like the day before my kids come. Okay. I have been there. I understand. Now, wait a second. You've been in two different schools in your teaching career. Both schools haven't given you their roster until like right before? Correct. Both schools, we get our roster typically during that week where the teachers are in school before the kids come. And it totally varies year to year. If we have a lot of new kids coming in, we will not get our roster until the end of that week. And then our students will start the following week. Wow, that blows my mind. See, even in Alabama, I would get my roster. I would think about beginning of July almost is when we would typically get them, which was nice because then we had about a month to be able to prepare anything that we needed. And then now um, I'm a little, I'm, I'm actually really spoiled and very, very fortunate because we meet our students in May. So right the last full day of school, we have something called Move the Pride, which where is where everybody in the entire school district shifts grade levels. So I will get to see my new fourth graders right before the end of school, which is really, really cool. Yeah, you are insanely lucky with that. But the whole point of us talking to you about this is so you all understand, look, we both are in kind of two separate extremes. So we're going to go through some items that you could put in this kit if you have your roster early. But if you are like me and you don't have that roster during the summertime, it's okay. Instead, we're going to encourage you to just include a list of all these different things that you will need to make once you get your roster and put that list right into your kit. So as soon as you get your roster, you will be ready to go. So we're going to give you some ideas of what you may possibly want to put student names on. So name tags is always a really good place to start. If you have desks, you can make their desk name tags. I also personally like to have my students wear their names. Um, so they have little name tags that they get to wear. And I use them for field trip purposes as well. But cubby and locker tags are really important. Book bins, pencil pouches, mailboxes. I also like to make login information tags. And so I hand these little cards out as my students are getting used to learning all of their login information. And this could be for a variety of different uh, websites that you might have, or it could just be getting into their learner management system. So if you all can actually prepare these before the school year even ends and put them into your back to school kit, you are going to be so thankful come the fall. However, if you're like me and you just don't have that as an option, it's okay. Even having that list of those things you will need to make will make your life easier, okay? It's all right if you can't make them all, but even knowing in advance what you need to make is going to be a lifesaver. You also are going to want to include a few blank copies in case you get extra students throughout the year. I know personally, I do type all my student names on things and print them, but as I get new students throughout the year, I may not have the time to do that. So having just blank copies that I can quickly write on is a huge time saver. And you can do that whether you have your roster or not. So the next category that you need to have inside of your back to school kit are going to be student materials without names. So you want to consider maybe notebooks or folders or journals that you may want to go ahead and start getting prepared and place those inside of that 
that bin. Now, Bridget and I were talking and she actually provides these materials for her students because her district provides student supplies. But that's not how we do things in my district. Our students do get school supply lists, so they don't bring these materials in until the first day of school. Therefore, these materials are not going to go in my back to school kit. But one thing I do prepare are labels for those notebooks and folders and journals. And there's a few different ways you can do your labels. What I do, and this just tends to be easiest for me, I create a very generic label and it will have reading notebook or math notebook. And I actually color code them all and I make it a little bit fancy. But once my students come, I give them the label and they just hand write their name on it. But you could also print that blank label. And then once you get your student roster, you can use those real tiny labels. We're talking the ones that come like 30 or 60 to a page. They're really tiny. You can actually type student names onto those and then just stick them on top of the larger label that you've already prepared. Or if you want to go the extra mile, you can even type up the label with the student name on it. Now, if that's the case, this would actually fit into that previous category of student materials with names. And it all depends on what you prefer, what's going to work best for you when you get your student roster and all of those things. So don't feel like there's one right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. And I also like to make sure that I take and to, in order just to prepare them, my portfolios or any type of a data binder that I'm going to have for my students, those take a lot of time just to get them ready. You want to have your included checklist. You want to have the students' names on them. And so in order to get those ready, I place them inside of my kit so that I can work on them just during random times throughout the summer. I also have a weekly progress folder that I would send home and I like to have those prepared and ready to go. And, and this is typically what you would consider like a graded work folder. And I also have a daily folder that I send home with my students. So all of those are things that I try to make sure that I pack it inside of my bin. And again, I do use those folders with my students. I have what we call a Wednesday folder, and that's when we send home graded work. And we also have communication folders. However, my students bring those in, so I can't prepare them ahead of time. But what I do prepare is copies of the sign-off sheet that I put on the inside of the folder. I have one sheet that lasts for the whole year where a parent or family member will sign off saying that they received the graded papers. And I actually staple this on the inside of the folder and they're generic. They don't have names on them or anything. So I'm able to make these copies in advance. So once my students bring in their folder, all I need to do is put the label on the front, which I've already created, and I need to staple that copy on the inside. Now, our next category of things to put inside of your back to school kit is teacher materials. Now, these are definitely things you want to have day one when you get back into your room at the end of summer and everything is still packed away. So a few things that might be included are a pair of scissors. Y'all, if you had taped up boxes, you need a way to get into the boxes. Okay, you need scissors or a box opener, something. You also might want a tape dispenser and a stapler and even a staple remover. You definitely are going to want cleaning wipes because for some reason, even after they've cleaned the room during the summer, I feel like there's always areas of the room that somehow didn't get touched and they're still really dusty. So I like to have cleaning wipes on hand. I also bring a duster because sometimes the shelves on the inside of cabinets don't get cleaned out and they're really dusty. And I also like to have pens. I feel like 
at the beginning of the year, people are bringing me papers to sign and it's always super frustrating to not have a pen. Yeah, I really like to have my class checklist inside of my bin as well and have those ready to go on that first day of school. Uh, Again, this is going to depend on whether or not or how quickly you get your rosters, but I like to make sure that I, I go ahead and have those printed and ready to go so that I can pull them out and start creating my checklist right away. Now, I recently switched over to all digital checklists. I do not keep any paper checklist with the exception of my clipboard cruising, which that's just a way for me to take like anecdotal notes and things during instruction. Otherwise, my checklists are all digital. I actually created a Google Sheets and within the Google Sheets, I created checklists for all of my different classes. So I have one for my reading class and I check off their reading calendars and I check off their spotlight letters that they write each week. And then I have one for each of my math classes where I check off their homework. And then I have one for my homeroom class where I'm checking off field trips and if they're returning report card envelope signed and all those different things. Even though I do not get my roster in time to prepare that before the end of the school year, what I can do is go ahead and clean it out from the current school year. So I will delete all of the names, but then I will still have the different categories and things ready to go. So once I get my roster, I'll type it in once and then I can just copy and paste it onto my different checklists. And then it makes it that much easier once I get my roster. That is an incredibly nifty idea. I really, really like that. Okay, so we're going to go into the next category, which is going to be instructional materials. Now, these are going to be materials that you would like to have at the very beginning of the year. I always feel really good about having these materials ready to go because let's just be real, guys. The beginning of the year is so stressful. You're just trying to get used to waking up early, let alone like having to be at work for a full eight hours a day. So I like to make sure that any of the beginning of the year paperwork is ready to go. My welcome letter for my parents, grade level handbooks or packets that you might have to give out, volunteer signups and my media release forms, my behavior management letter so that I can communicate that with my families and any gifts that I like to have for my students in order to go back. And again, you want to make sure you have extra copies of all these. So if you expect to have a class of 30 students, I would go ahead and make at least 35 copies. That way, if you gain students throughout the year, you're not having to recreate all these materials or reprint them because that can be a pain. It's much easier to have extra copies. And whatever you don't hand out to your students in the fall, you can then collect and create these little like new student packets. You can put them all in a folder. That way, when you get a new student, you're ready to go. You also are going to want to include those materials for the first day of school. As Bridget said, back to school time, is super hectic. And planning for the first day is almost like the last thing on your mind. Sometimes you're too busy getting your room ready and trying to get all the paperwork done. You don't have time to even think about what you're going to do on the first day. So it's helpful to have those materials already created. Personally, I always write a letter to my students for the first day of school and it's waiting for them on their desk. So as students are arriving and I'm trying to help them, my students are inside the room writing a letter back to me. So I make the copies of those letters in advance. I also will make copies of activities. So if I know, oh, this is a great activity for the first day of school for my students to get to know each other or for us to start building classroom community, I will go ahead and make those copies or prep the materials that I will need for that activity. And then some other just kind of miscellaneous items that you also might want to make copies of. One is a bathroom sign out sheet. 
I personally have my students sign out whenever they leave the room to go either to the bathroom or if they're going to band or strings or chorus. That way, in an emergency, I know where they are. And at the end of the year, I'm usually out of sheets in my current like bathroom sign out little folder. I clip them together with like book rings and kind of make it into a little notebook. So I will make the new copies of those so that they're ready to go for the first day of school. And I also will make copies of behavior reflection sheets. We have a school-wide behavior reflection sheet that we use. We call it like a problem-solving sheet. So hopefully I don't have to use those the first week of school, but just in case they're already ready to go. And I usually make enough copies that those will actually last me throughout the rest of the school year. Now, obviously, this is a lot to try to get done at the end of the year. So here are some tips in order for you to try to get some of this done so that you feel a little bit more prepared going into the summer and when you come back from summertime. So uh, one thing you can do is find volunteers to really help you make some of those copies. Parents are always really, really helpful during this time of the year because they understand like all of the stress that you have going on. Um, choose one item from the list in order to be able to prepare it each day. So pick one, get it done, make it part of your power list. Uh, then you can also make sure that you keep all of your digital files and things that you need to either edit or print into one folder. So that way it's all in one place. And it's going to be easier to find them and easier to locate them, especially when you come back at the beginning of the school year. Yeah. And that folder that you create with all the digital files that are related to the beginning of the year will not only make your life easier when you come back at the beginning of the school year, but you can use that same folder the next year. And all you need to do is go in and make a couple small changes and then you're ready to go. But keep in mind this back to school kit by no means has has to be done by the end of the year. Take it home with you and then you can work on some of this during the summer. Once you've relaxed and you've rejuvenated and that mid-summertime hits where you're kind of like, all right, I'm a little bored. I need something to do. You can start working on those things. You can create those back to school gifts for your students if that's something you choose to do. Or you can laminate those name tags. But don't feel stressed to get it all done during the summer either. This is just meant to help you at the start of the year and give you a focus for your energies during the summer. So if you're like, hey, I kind of want to do something, you're not twiddling your thumbs aimlessly trying to figure out what to do, you have a place to start. Keep in mind that getting any of this prepared will make your life easier. It's not about getting it all done. It's just about getting a couple things done. If you even get one thing done, it's one less thing that you have to do when you go back to school. So prioritize the most important stuff and don't let it stress you out. And don't forget, you can always add things to your box as well as you start to kind of buy them over the summer. I know that this was a tip that I got from another teacher that I was talking to. And they said that on the weekends, they have like just one of those rolling cart boxes, the ones that have on the that go on the wheels. And she puts it inside of her garage. And as she buys things over the weekend or over the summer, she adds them into her box. So that way she doesn't forget them. Because let's be real, I cannot tell you how many times I buy things and I put it down and it's like, oh, I forgot to bring that today. And I cannot believe, you know, I keep forgetting to put it in my car or bring it to school. It just becomes really frustrating. So you can add things to your box so that way you don't forget it when you go back. And here's a really, really big tip, okay? Are you listening? 
as Michelle says, pause for the cause because this is important. Don't unload the box over the summer because what is going to happen is you're going to lose materials. If you have a Walter like I do running around the house, he's going to chew things up. That's my dog, by the way. But you might also have a Blaine and he might spill things. That's my son, by the way. But don't unload things outside of that box because you want to take one thing out at a time, get that one thing done and put it right back inside of your box. If you start to just unload it all, it's going to leave your house feeling very cluttered and scattered and you're going to feel so overwhelmed and you're not really going to enjoy your summer. So to make your lives easier, because we've probably overwhelmed you just a little bit, Bridget and I have created another freebie for you. It is a back to school kit checklist. It has all the things that we talked about in this episode, plus some other things that we did not even include. So if you want to download this, head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com forward slash zero two one. You can download that freebie and start using it so you can prepare for back to school time. And while you are on the website, don't forget to submit your TSH. We want to know what your time sucking hurdle is and you have a chance to be featured on the podcast. If you are listening to us through Apple Podcasts, we would just love you forever if you would leave us a review. It helps our podcast be able to grow and get into the ears of more teachers. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.